Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast with a big name interview show released every Monday. Check out yesterday's with Super Trump legend John Helliwell and new short episodes released every Tuesday through to Sunday. That's right, I release an episode every single day. I'm Paul Stevenson. Thanks as always for hitting play. Now, today is November the 22nd, and we start our look back at events on this day in the history of rock in 1963, when a little group called The Beatles released their second studio album. With The Beatles hit the shelves and became an instant success, of course it did, spending an incredible 21 weeks at number one on the UK album chart. On this day in 2002, Ray Manzarek and Robbie Krieger announced plans to reform The Doors with police drummer Stuart Copeland and Ian Asprey, lead singer from The Cult. The plan is to call themselves The Doors for the 21st century. But the original drummer, John Densmore, cuts that short with a lawsuit, so in the end they settle for touring under the name of Riders on the Storm. And on this day in 1957, Simon and Garfunkel made their first TV appearance on ABC TV's American Bandstand. 1957, can you believe that long ago? Anyway, they performed Hey Little Schoolgirl in their earlier incarnation when they were named Tom and Jerry. For today's birthdays, we wish Tina Weymouth from Talking Heads a happy 72nd birthday. Little Stephen, uh, Stephen Van Zandt, is also 72 today and born on this day, but sadly no longer with us, was Foghat lead guitarist Rod Price. Rod sadly passed away in 2005, aged just 57. And for today's show, we are remembering someone else that we lost far, far too soon on this day in 1997. Oh. Yes, 25 years ago today, we lost legendary singer, songwriter and actor, frontman with the brilliant in excess, Michael Hutchins. Michael was just 37 years old. He was, without doubt, one of the brightest shining lights, so charismatic, uh, devilishly handsome, let's be honest. He was the archetype frontman for a band that sold well over 75 million records. Now, I interviewed his friend, bandmate, and longtime songwriting partner in NXS, Andrew Farris, and he had this to say about Michael. I, you know, God bless him. I think Michael was also, you know, he, he flew pretty high as an artist. And what I mean by that, you know, he, Michael was always excited by, you know, the unknown and flying higher, you know, as a human and as an artist, he, you know, as a singer and everything. He just got better and better and better as he went along. And I think, you know, he was a complicated person too, but he was always impatient. And one of the things he never really learned to do properly was to play an instrument, which is what, you know, he, his voice and his, his mind were his instruments, really, his charisma, you know. Um, great lyricist as well, very, very poignant, very direct with his lyrics, brilliant. But I would write lyrics too, but it was mainly my music skills and, whatever, that we, he suddenly realised he could resource a lot of what I brought to the table. And really, we're completely diametrically opposed as people. You know, I'm a bit slower. I don't mind being on the earth. I don't want to fly up in the ether. Um, that doesn't really interest me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more of a ground guy. Um, and so we were really, that opposite characters and personalities work really well for an excess because, we were never competitive. You know, you see so many bands where the people within the band sadly have lots of issues with each other. 
is because often they get very competitive, you know, and even right towards the end of his life when Michael and I were talking about, you know, his own world and what he wanted to achieve, what we wanted to do as a band. He often, we laughed, you know, he laughed, we laughed, saying one of the good things about us is we were very different people. We didn't really want the same things all the time. And, and I think that was important because when we got together, whether it was socially or to work within the band, you know, we really came together on a, on a more professional level. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm grateful for those memories, you know. The brilliant Andrew Farris there. You can hear my full interview with Andrew on episode 62 of Vintage Rock Pod, where he talks more in depth about his time in, in excess, writing those incredible albums, um, how the record label didn't even like Kick when they first heard it. I mean, can you even believe that? And so much more as well. Episode 62 of Vintage Rock Pod. Scroll back, or I'll even leave a link in the show notes to this episode. Unless you listen on Apple, then the links don't work, but you'll just have to search for it anyway. 62, episode 62 of Vintage Rock Pod for the full, brilliant interview with Andrew Farris. Anyway, that's it for November the 22nd. I'll be back tomorrow with another This Day Rocks. So until then, take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.